welcome to the Painted Bride Orderlies Slush Pile. Um, this is a place, a space, in which we discuss submissions to the magazine. And basically, we have an editorial meeting. And we record it and uh, let you listen in. And, um, and that's where the fun begins. So, um, so we've been doing this for quite a while now, almost three years. And um, slushies, we would love your feedback. We're so glad that you're here and listening. And we're also very glad that um, we're gonna read some poems by Hillary Adler today. But first we should introduce ourselves. So um, it's still lockdown. I'm always the one that goes, we don't know when this will be released, but we don't know when we'll be released. So chances are fair to Midland that we'll still be on uh, quarantine when this gets released. Who knows? So um, I'm uh, Kathleen Volkmiller, and I'm in my third floor office with where I basically live now. And um, it's okay, but it's okay. And uh, wow, yet again, we're all in, we're all in America, which is a shocker. And we're fairly close to each other, really. We're all within a two-hour rock's throw. Oh, no, not Marion. She's like a you have to throw a pretty mean rock. <laughs> I guess I was so excited that you're in our time zone. Hi, Marion. Hi. You know what? I love that you're throwing rocks at me. You know, it's a perfect image for 2020. Thank you, 2020. Although you slash it off for this. Airplanes. That's the only thing I never it's by the time this comes out it'll be 2021 so happy new year slushies we love you thank you so much for listening to the podcast this is marion and i'm going to bounce it over to samantha hi everyone i'm samantha i am in philadelphia and um i am currently an mfa student at johns hopkins university and we are closed for the pandemic and we will be in the spring too so when you hear this we will also be closed <laughs> um, I'm going to go to New York. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, it's Jason Schneiderman. I'm here in New York, um, in Brooklyn on sabbatical. Uh, yeah, we just lost indoor dining, which is fine because that was never safe. There was no reason for that to have happened. The outdoor dining is perfectly good. Congratulations on the sabbatical right in the middle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's almost, I mean, I'm almost at the end of the first semester and I feel like I have not lived up to my promise. But I have like six things that I've started. And so if I can finish like three of them, I'll be good. That's a, that's a wonderful way to think that sabbatical is a place of growing things. I have um, one more semester. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a different kind of lockdown. Although I, I really do have to figure out how to get, you can, like, I, I was hamstrung by not having library access. Oh yeah. I am I am very deeply dependent on libraries, both as like meditative spaces and as points of access. And and I just and and anyone who tells you you can find anything you need online is a liar. <laughs> oh. Well listen, we have one more person on the call. Uh, yeah, sorry. We need to introduce one more person on the call. Hello, Addison. Hello. Addison. Where are you, Addison? I am in West Philadelphia in my drafty house. And yeah. Drafts. Drafts. Apropos, end of the semester. Um, not that that'll mean anything when we post this podcast, but it's being recorded at the end of the semester, which is such an epic time for most of us in education. So 
Thank you. Is everyone's experience of the seasons just like completely wackadoodly? Like I like I keep I I can't adjust to the fact it's it seems somehow wrong that it's cold. It's December. It's supposed to be cold. But I'm like, oh, it's very odd that it's cold in the middle of summer. It was like 60 degrees yesterday, so I don't know. I was telling people I'm still not used to that. You know, it was 62 yesterday, and I think it's 42 today. And growing up in Pittsburgh, we do not have weather change that quickly. It just doesn't happen. I, I didn't realize it was fall until after Thanksgiving. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I'm with you, Jason. I don't know what it is, but we did get a tree this weekend. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It must be Christmas. Well, yeah. there's a tree in my living room. Speaking of, do they know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> I'm like, you know that there's a tree along with everything else in 2020. Side note: tree shortage. Oh, really? Yeah. I see yep. plenty in yep. Philadelphia. Really? No, I mean, I heard nationally, yeah. and people decorated earlier because, and their people are saying because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. Apparently, I mean, maybe you are seeing a lot, Addison, but I uh, literally, the one closest to me, just this weekend, there's maybe four trees in the lot, and it had been, you know, like they usually look, you know, what I drove by yesterday, I was like, what, like in the evening, it, it must have been the biggest weekend to do it, since the weather was nice, and like yeah. two weeks yeah. ahead of time, you know, probably, probably tree weekend. Well, you know what? I think tree weekend is a great turn into talking about poetry, right? Like every everybody's out looking for something to celebrate, and here we are turning to poetry, which is a permanent celebration. <laughs> right. Poets will keep poeting for sure. Poets keep poeting, even in a tree shortage. <laughs> even in a tree shortage, even in 2020. Um, and right, so we're gonna roll right into um, some poems by Hilary Adler and um, slushies so you know you can go on the website and read along read in advance pause this go read it whatever you want um so thank you hillary adler and i think let's have jason start us off with this first all right, all right. we must be animals we must be animals i just walked by two feral cats having sex next to four bags of trash and i was jealous I want to be feral with someone just for once in my life and not care who sees me or even just get hot and naked into bed or out of bed with anybody anywhere to be desired and hear dirty words in my ear so tired of these lesbians who just want to make love and sing lullabies. I want the weight of a man but not the look, feel, sound of a man. Is it too soon to assume maybe I just want to fuck myself? Not masturbation, I mean myself beneath me because I only know what I want. How far does that narcissism go? I've swiped left and left and left on Tinder because the girlfriend still can't decide if she actually wants to be the girlfriend or not. I knew she was indecisive when she spent two weeks trying to decide between mustard yellow or sun yellow for her West Elm lounge chair. She went with mustard yellow and the first word out of her mouth when it was delivered was, ugh, and I should have gone with the other yellow. So honestly, I DK, really, I don't even know, but also like which yellow am I? And when can I be as lucky as those cats? 
<laughs> oh, I would just snap at you. I had fully functional thumbs. <laughs> I, was I love the cats. Your ability to write on your phone, and I forgot that you can't give snaps. Yes, yeah, so she's. I had a little accident, but this this poem is it's sounding. Learn to snap with your what do I do? My middle finger and my pinky. What? Why did you learn to do that? I got. I don't know. <laughs> like a nervous tick, and then I realized, oh, this is pretty loud. I oh, think that's okay. pretty rare. <laughs> Lushies, if you can do that, send videos. He <laughs> has to hit the ring finger to okay. make the. Never mind. It's, that's, it's that's actually pretty pretty profound. All right, so so. The occasion for this poem, right, is pretty fabulous. Um, the speaker is walking, sees two carol, feral cats stooping, and it spirals into a, a, a contemplation of the girlfriend's, the girlfriend's ambivalence slash reluctance slash incapacity to root for her own damn self in a, in a decision-making moment. Yeah. Wow. We must be animals. I, I love the way that it kind of starts like I, I'm used to poems that sort of like warm you up and then get into the sex and I love that it kind of starts with the sex and it gets to that story about the couch and you're like oh my god I hate this person so much <laughs> right like where you're like really you spent like <laughs> really we're going to talk about the sun yellow versus the mustard yellow that's really what matters here um, I, and I love the way that it sort of has that motion through all of like you know this, this desire and uh, this kind of animality and then sort of <laughs> it gets to this fantastic story about like how annoying humans can be. I really, I really do love the sort of tumble of the last couple of lines there too. And I should have got the other yellow. So honestly, IDK, really, I don't know. Right. So that doubleness of, I don't know, I don't know, but also I like which yellow, like which yellow am I? And, and when can I be as like, <laughs> right. It's just so like the conversational tone and the frustration in repetition is really smart really. right well the opposition um feral cats next to trash bags and a west elm lounge chair like that is enough to know that she's never going to have that kind of sex if she stays with this girlfriend right yeah jason how was it to yeah. read great because the line breaks are really like they're purposeful but they that enjambment is like pulls you pulls you pulls you well I, I'll actually say I, because I've, I've I've read this a few times um, in my head, and actually making my mouth do what happens in my head was really hard, um, because I think that when you read it, you hear that voice so clearly, and the enjambments make it so conversational, and you're so aware of kind of like the exact specificity of the tone, that like when I was like, oh, but my voice is the wrong voice, <laughs> like like there's this way in which um, I think that the and Slushies go ahead and read the poem um, and like kind of hear it in your own brain. Cause I feel like the voice that gets generated in your brain by what's going on with the cross, cross cutting at the line with the syntax and the ampersands and the sort of like conversational texty sort of like um, intonation that comes and goes and like picks up and starts off is so clear. And then when you try to say it out loud, it was, it was actually like, I, I, st I, I felt like I didn't do it quite justice. I love that phrase, texty intonations, because of the 85 puns that that makes, right? Because like yeah. reading on the page, but also texting, like the, the syntax of the text, right? It's like in your phone text and this text, brilliant, right? Because it really does trouble the 
the sonic orality and like graphic quality of, of this poem. I thought you did an amazing job with the two phrases that are in quotes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make love in the girlfriend. Like, oh, you do this. <laughs> Make love. <laughs> uh, girlfriend, you did a, you, your voice, you did a great voice inflection. I also feel like there's something to how the poem uses like the text abbreviations um, that is allowing her to be feral in a way because I feel like there's so many like alarmist articles and, and some of them I agree with about like the downfall of like language and and what like texting and stuff is doing to us and there's some, some something that could be said for like the messy like animalistic way of like cutting across the communication in like the most simplest direct forms that we all understand that like is her like being a bit feral actually so I really like that um and I've seen I, I read a, a short story recently uh by Brian Washington in the New Yorker and he had like emojis in it and that was the first time I've seen that so I feel like I'm always looking for poems that like are using the way we like text and talk now in their work like successfully yeah. and I think this does it yeah and you know what was interesting too Jason you said from DC, you said the word because, but then you said IDK, and and then it's true. Like IDK is one of those words. Like people say aloud IDK. They say LOL, right? Yeah. I remember the first time my brother called me when he he was in college in the early two thousand late late nineties, and he called me and he was like, I was at a party and someone said BRB, and walked away, <laughs> and came back, and I was like, but like, but wh where wh what? That's and normal it, now, though. Yeah, now it's normal. Yeah. Now everyone, you know, like speaks in these. Um, I mean, TLDR is like the downfall of Western civilization, but it's such a good code for you know, like what's wrong with everything. I remember thinking I will never say LOL or IDK, and I do say both of them. Not a lot, mind you, but every now and then they slip out. But you're right. I didn't even realize I was. I when I read it, I actually didn't even realize that I was making bc into because yeah um but then but then with idk i, I like made a conscious choice yeah. huh. but i but i also like that there's a kind of um because like a lot of times we're you know like i said like tldr is the downfall of civilization um which is too long didn't read right like it's it's some way of sort of like making it okay that you want to stay ignorant Sorry, guys, I just can't read Marx. I'll, I'll remain ignorant of economics um, too long. But um, like, I feel like this is making me smarter. Like the, the way that the intonations kind of let the bouncing around happen um, kind of came to like better conclusions. Like I felt like um, it was a text thread that was like insightful because it was coming through in these kinds of um, structures of, of phrasing mm -hmm. yeah and like the repetition i really liked left and left and left because we can like be in that moment of like basically like no 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 and that's like way more interesting and like a use of space than like the word because spelled out or i don't know or or whatever and and also like the structure of intimacy and the structure of meeting i mean like 
in the 90s, there was no Tinder. Like swipe left would have meant nothing. Um, and like having the option of just kind of like, the, the sort of like the catalog nature of kind of shopping for people that, you know, like you're going, it's like the Sears catalog. Like I don't like that shirt and I don't like that shirt and I don't like that shirt. Like, you know, um, is, is also really new. I mean, you know, this, this really is something that we haven't quite determined our etiquette on because it's still kind of, but we know we don't want the girlfriend who hates the wrong yellow couch. <laughs> Reminds me of um, like Cher and Clueless. You guys remember when she's like trying to pick her clothing out and like my friend and I in elementary school would like draw little outfits and like try to do that because we were like poor and didn't have a computer and wanted to be her. I do remember that scene. But it was, it was also one of those things where like on television, computers, never work the way actual computers do. Like on CSI where they're like, enlarge, enhance resolution. And you're like, that's not how computers work at all. But yeah. was, I was just watching a TV show that made fun of that trope um, where it's like, you know, like on the on the cop shows, they, they have it in their labs. You just go enhance, zoom in, enhance. <laughs> the guys are like, so you want us to do some police officer magic with our with our computers that you saw on TV. And he's like, yeah. All right, give us two hours. It was, <laughs> it was like the fake Geek Squad guys in the Preacher TV show. Can you guys say you think this whole thing is a text to somebody? Because of that immediacy of that first line, I just walked by two feral cats. Like, you know, I, I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's actually, I, I think that the intonations um, and the, the sort of the shortness of the syntax and the way that the syntax flows into each other. I mean, in a certain way, it's like, you know, I mean, people have been uh, like, what was it like Ely and like, you know, the, the, the BC instead of because and the ampersands, like that goes back to like the 20s and sort of gives you a sense of like um, handwriting. Mm -hmm. But here it, it did it did give me a sense of, of texting. It did give me a sense of like, you know, like, like just sort of working things, like the way it accumulates Felt mm -hmm. like getting a lot of texts, but I don't think there's actually like a, a speaker and a texter and a receiver. Right. Well, that, right. I mean, but, and I think what adds to that texting is there's no punctuation, right? There's shortcuts, there's no punctuation. A lot of rules aren't followed, but we would accept all of this, right? In a text. Yeah. Well, I guess that's part yeah. of the, the charm of the poem, too, is like, you know, as, as Jason points out, the ampersand is really old, right? But IDK, right? Or or the way BC is used is, is so, so like sort of new and technologically driven. So there's something really beautiful and, and witty around the way the syntax of, of the poem is being inflected by this new, like the tech, like text communicating. So like the, the syntax of one media form is like sort of backflowing into this poem so that the sentence is actually pointing outward to texting and vice versa without it being like a text. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not imitating a text dialogue, right? Um, which is just so super cool, right? Like I, I was just thinking like, you know, words like Xerox, for instance, like we just use that to stand in for photocopy. I think there might be a grammatical name for that, but I, it's, it escapes me right now. Accidentally. Well, 
don't know a word for those words like click kleenex for two right? oh yeah that yeah but yes right so like why we don't say facsimile or why don't we say photocopy what we say is xerox right so that the brand stands in for and it becomes a shortcut like maybe it's a kind of metonym or synecdoche i don't know right but what happens is the language changes right so that what i love about this poem is it's capturing that slide it's like it's capturing the way these abbreviations are sliding into the language and impacting our syntax. So um, eponym. Uh, Say it again, eponym. Oh. Nice. Thank you. Eponym. Well, who says he me a tissue? But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, well. Do do you want to do we want to vote? Do you want to get on to we have we have two more. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Who wants to call it? Call Someone best count down from three. <laughs> I think I can manage. One, <laughs> two, three, shoot. Well, looky there. It's unanimous. I love it's when that happens. Yes, two. We must be animals. Great. I always think that during football, maybe I'm going to say this and, and season season myself as well. What season we're in, but when when football players sack the quarterback, they just go animal, like after. You know what I mean? They get up from it. They're like, "Rawr!" <laughs> Call an animal. Everybody probably needs to every now and then. Okay, are we going to do? Let us get carried away. Do it. No, you have to. You have to sort of get carried away. You have to like enter that zone. I don't watch football, but I mean, I actually do. Do you know my football story? That like we, because I, I had to learn the rules of football when I was in a gym class, and we actually got tested on the rules of football. And so we went to this Super Bowl party, and it was the year when the Patriots were two overtimes with the tie, and I, we were. I was kind of explaining to my husband what was going on with the downs, and I was like, so we seem to have walked in and we like walked into the party like as the fourth quarter was concluding into a tie with like the multiple overtimes. And I was like, this is, this is definitely the most exciting game of football in at least the last 10 years, if not the history of football. And the fact that we feel nothing <laughs> suggests that we are not going to ever become football fans. Like if there was a moment to get excited about football, this is it. And we just, yeah, nothing. Well, Joe can cut that story out. That was a terrible story. <laughs> Mary, I got a timestamp. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, wasn't it was okay. Um, I think we're gonna do a letter to Erica from a bench on Chris bench on Christopher. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I volunteer Marion? Oh, I look okay. Yes, but I do want to defend your football story because there's there's something really true about how. You know, Kathy's story about going wild at a quarterback sack makes you just go like bonkers, right? That sort of ecstasy sort of matches up with the frustrations in that poem, right? And then knowing, you know, is, is the thing you're trying to love gonna love you back? I don't know, man, I don't know. That's not the heart of fandom. I don't know what is. And she right, really right. love that person though too, that was in there, right? Right, right. Okay, um, yeah. all right, so 
slushies is the title has a reference a pop cultural references i'm sure you'll you'll fully recognize which is the magic eight ball which i consult regularly oh. for all advice <laughs> wait are we not doing that one we're gonna do the letter to erica <laughs> oh sorry i'm looking at the wrong one all right we're doing the letter to erica so ignore everything i just said about well, you still need the pop cultural reference there will, be, there will be other pop cultural references there right. will be which is, which is so many pop cultural references perhaps eponyms we'll see right um we'll see. we'll see letter letter to erica letter to erica from a bench on saint christopher street oh new york i'm hungover today erica this big gay ice cream isn't doing anything good for me really i've gagged twice but spent ten dollars on a single cone so why throw it away what a waste it's pride in the city and there's Glitter everywhere on the streets, even in my bra. There was no pride growing up in the mountains, and I lost my virginity in the backseat of a red two-door eclipse on the side of an overgrown country road in the middle of July to a man who later came out as gay, and so did I. We used each other's bodies to make a statement for our neighbors who posted, marriage is for man, man sign and women's sign. Man sign and women's sign in their yards. This was before Obama was president and before I moved to New York with a man and had two miscarriages and before I finally decided to give up the charade and before Donald Trump too and before I drove to Virginia for a wedding and stayed in a front royal B&B with my girlfriend where we sat by a fire with a bottle of Chateau Morisette wine and walked the bridal path towards the AT I was surprised when nobody said anything about our hands or assumed we were best friends. The other night during summer solstice, the sun set over the skyline and while tourists grabbed Manhattan henge snaps, while we had sex on a rooftop in Queens, after too many cocktails and half a molly, the man I lost babies with checked into a Blue Ridge Behavioral Center for his suburban addiction to heroin and still I was the happiest I'd been in years. Nice, thank you. That made me want to read it like Charles Bukowski. <laughs> How would Charles Bukowski read it? That, that was my best attempt at a Charles Bukowski. Oh, wait, but hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Now I'll puke. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to sexually harass someone too? Do you want to make it let, me, let me be giving some sexual harassment and also barf at you. But not that I want to puke at this poem. That's a little magic trick of a of a of a prose poem, right? Um, really, quite a little magic trick. Yeah. So slushies. This one, when you go look at it, you'll see it's a it's a big dense block. Yeah. And it's a big dense block. It is. And and there's no there's no punctuation. No, no. punctuation. No. And I, but, and I think that's kind of oh sorry go ahead. Sorry, except for like, there's no punctuation, but it, it really highlights the marks on the page, sort of, so to speak, with the male and ampersand female signs, right? Like, there's there's something about the um, the way those images get flowed flow into the sentences that just reminds you looking at like ink on a page, you know. And then saying that out loud, um, I thought it was really interesting that you said male sign and female signs when it's a male sign and a female sign signs is how I was like anticipating right. you to say it. Yeah. Just right. for the fun of repeating signs yet again. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think there was a weird moment, off full confession, right? I'm looking at the symbols and panicked over which was which, right? I was like, male, female, female, male, ampersand sign, <laughs> right? Because slushies, we don't really talk about this, but you know, we rarely practice the elocution before we-, we Rarely? Like, oh, we right? ever? <laughs> I never have. Maybe oh we should have rehearsals. Look, I was just trying to cover. I was just trying to cover and create the illusion of, of practice, right? But we read these poems and bring them in, but we don't speak them until these this moment. And that can put a lot of pressure on, on people, just a little, you know, performance anxiety confession, just saying, cheers. Continue on with that conversation. What are Manhattan hinge snaps? Oh, that's when the sun sets over Jersey and shoots across Manhattan such that it is a perfectly aligned sunset and people have to catch it with their cameras for good luck. It's a sort of solstice thing. <laughs> it happens twice a year. Manhattan hinge is when, is, yeah, the, the sunset lines up with the grid of Manhattan, which is slightly, it's not exactly north-south. It's, it's like a little bit tilted to the west. It's like a little northwest. No, sorry, a little northeast. I know I'm in a town called Kannapolis. It's a it's an old mill town and it was sort of like lined up in a very careful way that every once in a while we get Kannapolis henge. I'm trying to make that happen. I don't know that people will buy into it, but good luck. It's a worthy cause. I think you should make t-shirts. Coffee mugs too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I do I do like I like this one being a letter and I like the way that it sort of like has an intended um, audience that we sort of sit in this position of being Erica and kind right. of getting this stream of consciousness. But it is such a hungover, like rolling crest of connections. Like I can feel that hangover. Maybe that's why I was thinking about Bukowski too, right? The sort of like existential grind of, you know, trying to fix a, a giant hangover. There's glitter in your bra and a, your, the ice cream cone is not working. <laughs> But the ice cream cone was too expensive. $10 ice cream cone. I love that. I love the $10 ice cream cone. It's like really disgusting that you paid $10 for it. So you well, I love that we've it. been there together. Right? It's really <laughs> nice cream. At least once. We have. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link into the show notes. Branding. Um maybe we can get Big Gay Ice Cream to sponsor us. Painted Pride Slush Pile, brought to you by Big Gay Ice Cream. It's big and gay and ice cream. <laughs> I was thinking maybe they could come up with a, an item called the slushy for hangovers. <gasps> oh, there we Thank go. You. That's a really good. Thank you, Hillary. You could put some powder, you know, put some, uh, all you really need is caffeine and Tylenol and a multivitamin. No caffeine. Yes. No, just aspirin and some bananas and something else. Right. Yeah, the banana is like, important for the uh, for the potassium. That sounds like and some like peanut butter for like fat. Sounds like a like a yogurt bar where you get to pick your toppings. Like I'll have a little aspirin. Have a hangover. <laughs> a little, a little Molly. A little Molly with that. Very much a Wawa turkey hoagie. Right on top. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So yes, so Hillary's got his thinking hangover remedies, but what do we think about this as a poem? Well, I like stories. I like prose, you know, I like the density of this. 
There's like, so much information and it comes in such a kind of like water slide, but you're yeah. never lost. Like we've talked about so many poems where, you know, there's this kind of like this stream of consciousness and we're like kind of ping-ponging everyone. We're like, what? And in this one, like it feels like I'm I'm on the water slide the whole way down and I get shot out into that pool and everything makes sense around me and I love it. Um, I do have a, a really picky little thing to say though. Well, a point of view issue. We don't know who Erica is, but she's telling Erica a lot about her life. Mm-hmm. That if they're really close friends, Erica would know. So yeah. it reads like it's to people who don't know her, even though it is a letter to Erica. So I'm a little, I want you to fix that for me. Please fix that for me. But I did, I did have a point of view issue. Even I like being told the story to me. You know what I mean? But is it, it, it does she not know? Does Erica not know much about her? I, I yeah, I do feel you. I actually do feel you. I, but I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, right? Like I can, I can like give myself into um, the, the, the fiction of the moment, like, or the, just the, the structure of the moment right? Uh, the occasion is this letter to Erica that allows for all this stuff to come in. And if, you know, um, I know we're not, we're not usually meant to be comparing poems to each other, right? But knowing that, um, I don't know, like my girlfriend might be pretty ambivalent and caught up in the di- distinction between mustard and, I don't know, sun yellow, that person might not pay a whole lot of attention to the details of the stories in a relationship. So maybe the retelling is Part of what they do, I don't know. I, I mean, I know, so I don't know if I'm like allowed to like say like in our new critical scene or if I'll, if I'll ruin things. Well, actually, let's let's go meta on that moment right now, right? So, mm-hmm. as an editor, right, you've you want to do you want to say something about how these poems got to us? Yeah, I I mean, I I asked Hillary for them. Um, Hillary's a friend of mine, and I was like, these poems are great. Please send them to us. Mm-hmm. Um, let us talk about them on the slush file. Listen to the slush file, and then and then let us talk about them. Um, but Erica is. Um, do you want me to say who Erica is? I don't think I. I personally don't. I think okay. that's I really not right because <laughs> no reader would know. Period. Right. right? But um, if you do I, know who Erica, if you do know who Erica is, there are letters to Hillary. Uh, they match. Uh, there, there are poems. They, they've been writing poems back and forth to each other as letter poems. Um, and I just wanted to assure slushies as well that 99% of what we talk about on here is stuff that does just come in through the transom. We don't solicit very often. This was an unusual solicitation. Yeah, Yeah. but great. You know what, it's it's worth like just coming to to the end of that thought too. Like even the most senior editors among us, when we solicit, we don't promise publication. That's, that's part of it. It's like the solicitation is really like at you individual editor dig this work you want to bring it to the group and the group is going to talk about it so it really it still has that element of risk not a, a guarantee oh and we've had many times where particularly after readings where we've asked people for things after readings where yeah. we've been really impressed or an individual editor has been really impressed and then when we discuss them at the next meeting we're all like oh I guess it was the way they read them because <laughs> now we're not voting for them. Absolutely. That's why I always say I got to bring them back to the group. I mean, this group, they're like, they're animals. But I mean, out, outside of who, who real Erica is, I like the sort of um, 
this idea of kind of talking to this friend in their head and kind of filling her in on all these gaps. Yeah. You know, that there, there's kind of like this ongoing person who's not with you, but that you're kind of always sort of addressing as someone who kind of like is the repository of your, your thought process. So it's not, it, it kind of externalizes yeah. your internal monologue. Um, and I really liked that. That's interesting. Well, again, I, I think I really liked reading it because it both like, it's propulsive. Like I wanted to read it fast, but it was also forcing me to slow down because there was no way I was going to read that fast. You know what I mean? To, in order to do it justice because of the cascade, because of that water slide feel um, syntactically. <clears throat> Addison, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm not hearing enough of your voice today. You have any thoughts? You can be Addison about it and just say no. <laughs> you have any thoughts? When you had said, I don't know why, well, when you basically said something like, I don't know why this person's sharing this information to this person in this letter, I started reading from backwards, reading it from the very end to the beginning, trying to figure that out, like trying to answer that question for myself, didn't get there. Um, and interesting yeah i don't feel it too much well see also we we had sex on a rooftop in queens so i didn't I that was one place that i got really confused because if you try to follow this thought it might be the same man that she lost babies with who was at the same time checking into Blue Ridge Behavioral. Like I'm right. I, who is the we? Is it Erica and the speaker or the or the miscarriage man? I think I think it's the woman that she went to the wedding with that no one was shocked that she was in a couple with. Hmm, where did I get lost there? Oh, right. it's definitely not the man. Yeah, I was surprised that nobody said right, anything about our go. hands or assumed we were I best friends. The, uh, the before in that sentence, that these are all. Yeah. And the we is not Erica. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, maybe. I, I mean, I know it's not, but like that, hmm. that's not necessarily in the poem. But I think it's not in the poem. Because I, I think Erica's too far away. I mean, I think that like, like whether or not. The we must um, be my girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm back. I also liked the sort of the contrast between the urban and the rural and the kind of like queer urban space and the straight rural space. But then it turns out that like the rural space is unexpectedly accepting later in time. The sound of thinking. Samantha? I I really like um, anytime there are like New York landmarks in a poem because I'm not in New York right now. So <laughs> I think that like always makes me feel good. Um, I feel like I had the same question as Kathy in the beginning and also because um, this poet seems like to have such a pulse on like how people speak and interact now and a letter is such like an intimate thing to mail and send 
And so like to have someone's address that you're sending it, but I feel like like the ear of this or, or Erica doesn't seem to know her really well does trip me up a little bit. And I wonder like, you know, with the long view of things, like that could be interesting. It's like you said, it's like a back and forth, right? Like I love reading like writerly correspondence is like years and years later, but like on its own, I'm not sure if I get enough pleasure from it, though I'd like to read more of them now. <laughs> yeah, I like the voice. I really like that reading, Samantha, right? That they're, they're like, I, I that the poem would probably feel amplified in the context of the other letters as a standalone, right? It's, it's ask, it's doing, it's trying to do a really heavy lift on its own. Interesting. Hmm. Do, do we want to vote and get on to the third poem or do we want to keep talking about this one? I think, I think we should vote. Okay. okay. Ready? One, two, three, vote. <laughs> and it's in. Oh. Well done. Oh, Congratulations. Double Hillary's. All right. All right. Double Hillary. Can I volunteer to Addison to read the next Yes. One? Oh, Addison, we, you hear his voice. You to lie down on that voice and take a little nap. <laughs> Marion wants to- something. <laughs> Marion, weren't you bath bathing in it before? We'll bet, we'll bet. <laughs> Which Addison's voice no, or the sunset? Sure Addison. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you all must have been on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Sorry for the longest one, but you got Did it. Did you Google that or shake a magic eight ball? <clears throat> Emily, there aren't a lot of feelings I feel that I don't Google to understand what they are or try to search for self-validation or even just random thoughts. Once I was in Beijing and kept trying to Google things, but it's blocked in China. By the way, uh, Baidu is a terrible search engine. I don't know what it's good for. Maybe if I spoke better Mandarin, it would be useful. But for now, I will stick to Silicon Valley and Sundar Pichai. I can tell you that my recent search history includes where should I move? Will Biden win Florida? Strategies for increasing net worth through mutual funds. Are my itchy eyes a COVID symptom? Is Janelle Monet a lesbian? Drunk dialed the girl I'm dating. Things to know before dating a lawyer. What does love feel like? How soon is too soon to fall in love? Scientific signs you are falling in love. Am I falling in love? I can tell you that I'm not sure where to move and that Biden will most likely not win Florida despite Michael Bloomberg's billion dollar push to reverse felon voting disenfranchisement. And I won't bore you with that with what I learned about mutual funds, though you're right, it is a steady way to build wealth. And no, itchy eyes are not a COVID symptom, but Janelle Monet is a lesbian, I think, or at least bisexual. And I found out nothing about drunk dialing a crush other than not to, oops. Turns out there's this chemical called phenylphthalamine, and it's the same chemical you find in chocolate. 
which is why you can't just have one piece and be satisfied, which is why I can't text you once and be satisfied or call you once and be satisfied. I want to keep texting and keep calling for however long you keep responding. It's the chemical in your brain release, your brain releases when you're falling in love and I probably didn't need Google to tell me that I was or that I think you are too. And when I told my friend, she said, did you Google that or shake a magic eight ball? And if I had, I would have shaken it hoping that it said yes. Well read, Addison. Sorry, that was a very tricky one. That's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll file me. What? What? So I guess Hillary likes addressing individuals. Yeah. Emily, there aren't a lot of feelings, I feel. Well, I think this one, it's sort of much more in the poem that Emily is a new girlfriend that she is feeling very excited about and cautious because it's happening so fast. Well, it's, it's funny, like I wanna read the poem almost like it has a sonnet structure, right? In a way it's got this like premise and then this cascade of questions, right? And then the volta, the turn is I can tell you, right? And then <laughs> this like cascade of answers that winds up with the eight ball. So like, I really, I kind of, I, I love the structure of it. I will say that. Um, but I also feel like the title and the punchline are like um, so on point. There's no surprise. Like where we get is not surprising, right? Um, which is a surprise for a poem that's doing this, this kind of um, like witty banter. Right, like, or aiming at witty banter, and that, like, getting the reader involved in the exchange of of these ideas and listening to this monologue, like the place that it gets didn't get very far from where it started. I I really like it from that turn to the female thalamine. Like, I just find that really sweet. Um, it's and because the, the the syntax begins to like cut against the. Um, against the line break in this really sort of like. I, I thought I thought it was really sweet that there's this chemical feeling thalamine. That's the same chemical you find in chocolate, which is why you can't just have one piece and be satisfied. Which is why I can't text you once and be satisfied, or call you once and be satisfied. And I want to keep texting you. I, I, that was very really sweet. <laughs> I, li I like I like that part. But do you think this part is too sweet? No, I don't. Um, wait, wait, no, I just, wait, this part. Uh, chemical your brain releases when you're falling in love, and I probably didn't need Google to tell me that I was or that I think you are too. That feels like a teen movie line. Yeah, that was a little overly sweet for me. When I was reading it the first time, I didn't really care, though. So. Mm. I like that it gets you to the magic eight ball at the end. I, I will say, though, on that note to Jason, right? Like, I'm, I sound like I'm going to, like, I'm full of contradictions here. But it is really sweet that it ends with a yes. That it's <laughs> magic eight ball says a yes. Like, how sweet, right? That is sweet, you know? <laughs> She took Molly in another poem. Yes. I really, oh, yeah. I really sorry, sorry. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a delay. Sorry. <laughs> it was like my worst fear, like this double Dutch lifestyle of like Zoom talking. Um the jumping in. Um, I really like the like the first part of this. Um I like. Uh, those first two lines to me are just are just so interesting. I'm actually like, 
I, I find less pleasure though in like the experience of Googling and then the answers. And maybe that's because it, it doesn't like feel like, I feel like it's working because they're like random and then they're like, they're random Googles, but they like cascade in a way that like I understand and it makes sense. But like, it's just so, it's just such a familiar like act, I guess maybe even of my own life all the time that it doesn't, that it's randomness and the like way it, it works out doesn't like, br I guess, bring me pleasure. Um, I don't know. And I feel like, but I do love like the, the kind of very wise sort of acknowledgement of how like Google works in those first lines. I really like that. And I like the address. I feel like I keep being the mean one, but the recent search history, I'm not a fan. Just period. I feel like I've seen that as a device before. And then again, maybe, I don't know, I'm in some kind of mood or what it is, but all that, what does love feel like? How soon is it to fall in love? Like it's, to me, that's a bit, Well, it's redundant to itself and it's a bit cheese ball. Mm. You know, and, and the device of my Google searches is a little. And then we have to hear it again. Then she you know, then she goes through all the responses. Well, I did like how as Addison was reading the poem, how the sort of natural upspeak he adopted. And I'm not sure. Mm -hmm what happens in the lines to create that, right? Um, but it's interesting to that, that you could hear it, right? But for now, I will stick to Silicon Valley and Sundar Pichet. Like there's something in the rhythm, the prosody that wants it almost up speaky. Um, right, so I guess that's, I think that's the thing I'm noticing with this poet's work. It feels so radically contemporary, right? And almost casual. And then when you look at the, the way the sentences are sort of sitting on the page, there's such a sort of beautiful improvisational quality to them that reflects like a, a pretty, pretty wicked sense of craft, right? Um, that said, though, I think the poem's a little long, right? And, and it's, it's, again, it's working towards that cascade into the, the you know, the declaration of love and the, the hope, right, that the recipient is going to respond accordingly is a very sweet motive um, for a poem. And I, I, I like the ending with the magic eight ball that all, all the technology hasn't actually made us any yeah. more smart or rigorous. It's, it's, it's still just, you know, trying to get to the answer that you want and sort of like appealing to some sort of pattern recognition in a random universe. Yeah. Yeah, people still like magic eight balls. Yeah. I bet you there's online apps for oh, magic people, I'm sure. Do you want to ask, do you want to ask one of, do you want to, do you want to, I'll find it, I'll find an app and you can come up with a question. <laughs> After we vote, we can start asking the, the electronic magic eight ball questions. We have a faulty magic eight ball in my house that only says maybe. <laughs> and I just love it. Like anytime someone like, well, when I'm planning for people to come over again, I'm yeah. like going to use it on them. <laughs> well, I, I don't know like I don't mean to make too much of this the the 
you know, the call and response that the title and the, and the payoff at the end are the same. It bugged me, right? But if it didn't bug anybody else, then we can let it go. Otherwise, then maybe it's as, as it's easy a tweak as maybe the title is just called Magic 8-Ball, right? Like, or maybe putting the title in quotes or something. I don't, I don't know. Like, it just feels a little bit... Um, that, that when you kind of get back to the, when you get, when you get to the line that began the poem, you know that you're coming out of it. Yeah. Well, I think there's like almost like an opportunity here. I think that like you speak of the the contemporaryness of this Marion and I agree with you, but um, you know, uh, like Kathy said about like the device of like going through someone's search engine um, is, I, I've, I've seen that before too, but I think that like where it can be new is kind of like how we're figuring out that like everyone's like getting different results and stuff. And then I, I keep looking at like the, the Baidu, the Chinese search engine and this like, I don't know what it's good for. And I'm wondering if like, there's something in here that I'm, I'm like missing because like, of course Baidu like operates just like Google, but if, if you can't like read it, you're, you're not gonna get your like answers. So I'm wondering like if I'm, if I, if I wanted to like sit with this a little bit more and, and try to see if it's saying something about these, these searches being like very particular to the person, despite like kind of the, the genericness of like the answers that are being laid out here. But I don't have an answer for that. I'm just like still thinking about that. All right, well, what do you say? Do you feel like we're ready to vote on this poem? We're at the end of our, our allotted time, um, so it might be a, a great moment to get in. Okay, someone call it. Thumbs, one of my thumbs is for Addison. One, two, three, vote. Okay. So it's nodding, but we still took two, two out of three. Two out of three is great. And I, I found the Magic 8-Ball app. And while we were talking, I silently asked the Magic 8-Ball if the poem was going to be taken. And it responded my sources. It responded what? My sources say no. Oh, oh wow. See, yeah. look at that, Jason. I, I, know. I have doubted the magic. Do you want to ask it another question? Do you want to ask the... No, but there's... All I was going to say is I looked too. I went to the app store and there are millions. Like there were yeah. so many. I didn't download any of them, but there are many, many Educate Ball apps. Well, you're so. always welcome to ask mine as well in case you don't want an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have it like set to maybe. Well, it's it's yeah. like it's like Kathy's worst nightmare, like like an editor that you just that won't vote up or down, an editor who just says thumb sideways over and over again, thumb sideways. Yep, that's so funny. That's so funny. Well, here we are at the end of the the episode. Thanks so much to Hillary Adler um, and and the wonderful directions that your poems pulled us in, such that we're now profound fans of the Magic Eight Ball, which you know science. So. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Slushies, for listening. Let us know how we're doing and keep reading. Woohoo! Woohoo! Woo!
Okay. 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 Okay.